Richard, if I can, I just, this is dangerous. But I would like to ask Jason Rapert, if he would, to come up here. And Jason, for just a couple of minutes, could you greet the people? I'm, I'm interfering with Richard's time. But this is Senator Jason Rapert. He's a friend of Janet Porter. And uh, Janet mentioned this this morning, but you know, she introduced the heartbeat bill in Ohio, but Jason took this and I think uh, Arkansas was the very first one that actually passed it. And uh, I'm privileged along with Janet and, and others to be on his advisory board for the National uh, Association. Association of Christian Lawmakers. So believe it or not, I'm on a board for Christian lawmakers. That doesn't even make sense. Doesn't sound right. You've, uh, you've been there. I don't know if it's on. There we go. I think up there they got us on here. You got to turn this on. All right. Right there. I gave you the wrong one. Sorry. That's it. Thanks. All right. Deal here just on and off all the time. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but no, I appreciate that. And, and I, first of all, give honor where honor's due. And, and I want to give honor to Richard and what you've done with Truth and Liberty. Amen. Because, you know, I first got elected in 2010 to the Arkansas Senate. I was the first Republican elected to that district, Brother Andrew, since the end of the Civil War in Arkansas. Wow. And we had been Democrat for 138 years. And just like all of you that have been called to come to the practical school of government, I felt God begin to call me into the arena. And I began to pray about what I should do, Bishop. And I prayed, and I, I'll be honest with you, uh, our ministry is Holy Ghost Ministries. I was leading teams into Ghana, West Africa, doing mission work. We baptized 70 Muslims into the Lord Jesus Christ the last time I was there. Praise and that was my heart. And you've heard me, and I'm going to keep it to a couple minutes, so I will say this, that as I prayed about it, and I asked God to give me direction on what I should do, which is what many of you are doing right now, that's why you're here, is you're seeking. And I asked God, what should I do here? And he said, as clearly to me as anything, and it changed my whole life. And that was, he said, why are you not sacrificing to serve at home at the same level that you've been sacrificing to serve overseas now that your country is in trouble? That was 2010. I had never run for office before. I was raising my family. I had a financial services business and I was enjoying Holy Ghost Ministries, which is still alive today. And I pivoted. I resigned from Merrill Lynch. I walked away from, with the shoes on my feet, the shirt on my back. I opened up a new business and within 30 days, I filed to run for office the first time. And so I won and I've won four times and it's only been by the grace of God. And I share this by way of testimony to tell you that since we've been there, and I will tell you, I did not run for office for, for name or for position. I ran for office because our country's going to hell in a handbasket and somebody's got to do something about it. And that's why I ran. I'm going to purposely clip this because I could get anointed on this pretty good. <laughs> and so I will tell you that since then, what have we been able to do? Well, I said I wanted to abolish abortion. And so I ran this heartbeat bill idea. This somebody talked about from Ohio. I didn't know Janet Porter. She didn't know me. In 2011, we ran it. We got beat. 
In 2012, we won the majority with the Republicans the first time in 138 years we had a Republican majority in Arkansas. Ran it again in March the 6th of 2013, Arkansas became the very first state in the country to actually pass a heartbeat bill. And that's where Janet and I began to work. So much to say, so I'll say since that time, I will tell you, uh, and I'll tell you this too, since you're a Holy Ghost bunch. As I was in the well of the Senate arguing for the heartbeat bill, and there's a lot of neat things I could say about strategy there, but I, I will say this. I stepped aside while everybody gives their argument from the well. You've seen them do that, come back and forth. And what's wonderful in that process is that I get to close. And so I waited on the side and I prayed in the Holy Spirit as some of the most horrible things were uttered from the well by leftists that were against that bill. And don't you ever let anybody mistake you. Democrats want to claim they love you and they're going to take care of you, but they have propped up killing 63 million little babies in this right. country, and that is not love for anybody. Amen. That's evil. And so I prayed there, and we got that bill through. I carried the trigger bill that abolished all abortion in our state. We passed it in 2019, and so June the 24th, as soon as Roe was announced, it was overturned. Arkansas banned all abortion except to save the life of the mother in a medical emergency, full stop, that's it. Hallelujah. No exceptions except the one. I want to end, but I, I want to encourage you, because we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And I'm telling you, some of you are out there wondering, how are you going to do this or that? But I'm telling you that God, through you, God can do all things. He can do it. And I will tell you that he's looking for your obedience as much as he's looking for any degree on the wall. Amen. And by you interrupting your lives and giving of yourself, we need you in this nation. The program that you've so graciously run on Gospel Truth TV is Save the Nation. And we have people from all over the country. We formed the National Association of Christian Lawmakers August of 2020. You were there for the inaugural event. Since that time, we now have members and supporters in all 50 states, and we've got 29 states where we have elected officials serving as state chairs there. It is the only paralegislative organization in the country that is faith-based. Tim Barton, when he was at our meeting in August of 20, when he stood up and spoke, he said it is the first time in the history of the country that we had a formal National Association of Christian Lawmakers, and I've been very honored to be a part of it. Brother Andrew, I could go on, but I just want to say, you all are answered to many of our prayers because these pulpits have been so silent, and every time that I get an opportunity to come support someone like yourself, and through this, through Richard, with what he's doing, I see somebody that cares about the future of the country. You care about the future for our children, our grandchildren. And if all of you will get up and help this man and others stand up for this country, we will be able to turn Amen. this nation around in Jesus' name. God bless Amen. you. Amen. Thanks, Jason. Love it, brother. And uh, I didn't make the last conference. Richard was at it, but uh, Congressman Bob McEwen texted me and the announcement that Roe versus Wade was uh, announced at their conference, and they said that, man, everybody went wild. <laughs> Decades of fighting. And we, 
You know, we uh, will talk about all of the things that need to happen and there's a lot that needs to happen, but we also need to celebrate. There is awesome things happening. And I really believe that the pandemic is going to turn out to be one of the things that changes this, uh, wakes up this sleeping giant of the church. I think when we look back, Satan did the stupidest thing he's ever done. Like crucifying Jesus, he thought he had won. He put this pandemic across and man, he has woken up a sleeping giant and we are seeing things turn around. So that's awesome. Richard. Praise the Lord. Yeah, that, so I'll fill in a few details if I can on that meeting uh, at uh, NACL. By the way, NACL is the chemical abbreviation for what, brother? Salt. Get it? Salt of the earth. Pretty cool there. But we were at the, we were at the conference um, June 24th, I think it was. I'm standing there. Uh, Alan Sears, who has been a champion for pro-life, he's an attorney. Uh, for a long time, he's been fighting. He actually represented Norma McCovey, who is the Roe in Roe versus Wade. He's sitting at a table over here, and I hear him say, the court just ruled. Roe has been overturned. And I was like, what? And then right past me walks Janet Porter. And she said, did you hear the news? I said, Roe? She said, yeah, Roe is dead. And I knew at that moment, I was like, my God, this is a divine appointment. Janet Porter, right here, the author of the Heartbeat Bill, telling me the Roe versus Wade has been overturned. Praise the Lord, it was awesome. And we went into, we went into the meeting hall there, and all of these legislators and public officials and leaders of these big organizations gather around. We came down to the front like this, and everybody's got their hands up, and they're worshiping God and seeking God's face. There's people crying. It was a moment. I'm telling you, it was awesome. So thanks for that opportunity to both of you. But I just wanted to, uh, next in our program tonight, we're going to hear uh, from uh, our congressman. I still call him that even though our district's changing, but Congressman Doug Lamborn. And to, to present uh, Congressman Doug Lamborn is Jeff Anderson. And Pastor Jeff, why don't you make your way on up here? Uh, Jeff is, has become a really good friend of mine. He is a leader among leaders. Uh, he pastored a church for how long, brother? 25 years? 20, 20, 25 years in Colorado Springs and in this area. Uh, Colorado native, um, basketball player or football? A little, both. <laughs> a little both, but an all-around great guy, a man of God for sure, and we're just so blessed here at the ministry to have you guys in our corner, and we love and appreciate you so much. Indeed. Thank you. Well, thank you. Andrew, after that offering, I just want to thank you and Mrs. Womack for bringing a, a commitment to excellence to our movement. It's very much needed, and we very much appreciate you. I don't know if you've ever been a thanked for giving an offering before, but I'm thanking you right now for that. Well, good evening to all of you truth and liberty overcomers. They keep giving us new badges of honor labels. I've never been so proud to be a Neanderthal. Never been so proud to be an ultra nuclear MAGA, make America great again, deplorable. They just keep giving us all of these labels and we're pleased to be all of them. But one of my favorite labels right now is to be a truth and liberty strategic partner. 
One of the things you're going to enjoy about being a Truth and Liberty strategic partner is every Friday they have a good report which brings out great news of what God is doing around our community. And I think you'll, your Fridays will be a lot better if you start getting some of those videos or some of those uh, email reports that are there. It's my privilege tonight to introduce my boss, Congressman Doug Lamborn. There's information about some of the work that Congressman Lamborn's been doing available at the table, which is right next to the Truth and Liberty table. When you go there, you're going to find a number of updates regarding different legislation advocating for the sanctity of every human life as created in the image of God. You're going to see some work that's being done to protect our military members from uh, having to violate their conscience by receiving, um, uh, by having the mandate of these vaccines. We think it's unconscionable and unconstitutional that our military members who are giving their life to protect our freedom are having their freedoms impinged upon. And so you can read about that at the table. And then you can also hear a little bit about what we've been doing to advocate for the nation Israel, our greatest ally. Uh, tonight, I also want to invite you to stop by and pick up a, a card. This is a contact card. This will have my text message, my, phone, uh, my cell phone number, as well as my email. And I'd invite you to reach out to me and become a, um, a prayer partner with Congressman Lamborn. Tonight, as I introduce him, I, I believe that there's two main reasons that Congressman Lamborn has been so faithful in 15, over 15 years of service on the Federal House of Representatives. Before that, he was a faithful uh, Christian in the Colorado Senate and the Colorado House of Representatives. And I think the two keys are, first of all, his commitment to prayer. Back at our table, there's a, a book that's available as long as they last. Anyone can take this. It's called Praying the Psalms, and it just represents that Congressman Lamborn is a man of prayer, and we'd invite you to be part of the Lamborn Prayer Partners team. The second thing is that Congressman Lamborn has been so faithful as being the best friend that Israel has in the U.S. House of Representatives. Congressman Lamborn single-handedly doubled all of the funding for the Iron Dome, which protected Israel in these last few years. Maybe you, remember, maybe you remember seeing all of the pictures of the missiles and the rockets that were coming in and how all of those were shot down by technology. That would not have happened if we didn't have a faithful man who believes in God's calling and promises and blessings for those who are the friends of Israel. And so with that introduction, I want Congressman Doug Lamborn to be able to tell you more about his faithful commitment to Israel. Hello, I'm Congressman Doug Lamborn. It is truly a blessing to join you today by video for such an amazing event, the Truth and Liberty Conference. I am honored to represent Andrew Womack Ministries in Congress. Let me talk to you today about an issue vital to America, our relationship with Israel. Both America and Israel have so much in common. Both nations have a miraculous origin based on belief in scripture. Israel is the modern home of an ancient faith that stayed alive during almost 2,000 years of challenge and even persecution. America is like a city built on a hill, a light to the nations for its values and freedoms. Both countries, despite flaws, cannot truly be understood apart from the Judeo-Christian value system that springs from the Bible. The United States is also bound to Israel through the promises contained in Genesis 12.3. God spoke to Abraham there and said, I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. 
America will continue to be blessed as it has been so much through history as long as we stay a true friend and ally of Israel. The shared values and friendship that bind Israel to America enable us to face common enemies with a united front. Our shared challenges include the tragedies and suffering caused by hate-filled terrorists who despise what America and Israel stand for. One example of this evil that struck people of both countries was an act of terrorism in Tel Aviv in 2016 that among its victims included a young American who had recently left the U.S. Army. Taylor Force, after serving in both Iraq and Afghanistan, was attending Vanderbilt University. He was in Israel on a university tour studying global entrepreneurship. Taylor was 26 when he was killed. Even more horrific, the terrorist who was himself killed was rewarded posthumously by the Palestinian Authority with a monthly stipend several times larger than the average monthly wage for Palestinians. Those so-called martyr payments can also go to the families of jailed terrorists who survive. Worst of all, payments increase based on how many Jews are killed. In 2017, I introduced and worked tirelessly to pass the Taylor Force Act to stop American taxpayer support of the Palestinian Authority until the PA ceases making so-called martyr payments. My bill also required the State Department to certify that any organizations affiliated with the PA are taking steps to end violence against both American and Israeli citizens. President Trump signed my bill into law. This year, I introduced a follow-on piece of legislation, the Taylor Force Martyr Payment Prevention Act. This act would deter financial institutions from making martyr payments by putting at risk their access to the United States financial system. The passing of this act would ensure that abhorrent crimes, such as the one that took Taylor Force's life, will be further prevented. We must also work to pressure the Biden administration from going back to the old way of giving money to the PA without accountability. During my time in Congress, I have initiated and accomplished several vital achievements besides the Taylor Force Act that both protect Israel and at the same time produce a stronger defense for the United States. As ranking member of the House Armed Services Strategic Forces Subcommittee, I have led the creation and funding of Iron Dome and Iron Beam. I also initiated tunnel detection and defeat. Each of these programs are defensive, not offensive. Our two countries strengthen these types of bonds and in doing so, bolster each other's security. Under President Trump, the U.S. was also helping Israel by getting tough with Iran, who has vowed to wipe Israel off the face of the earth. Unfortunately, the Biden administration has chosen to reverse years of progress and has started negotiations to re-enter the failed Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, better known as the Iran nuclear deal. Israeli Prime Minister Yair Lapid has labeled the deal as terrible and stated that Israel, quote, will not hesitate to act to prevent Iran from reaching their goal, unquote. Former Prime Minister Naftali Bennett has said that this deal would, quote, likely create a more violent, volatile Middle East, unquote. 
Israel, our closest ally, is facing an existential threat from a nation openly stating its intention to destroy Israel. Yet the Biden administration has engaged in an ill-advised process to revive a deal initiated under Barack Obama that has done nothing to prevent Iran from becoming a nuclear weapons state. This is far from the only instance in which the Biden administration has chosen military weakness in the midst of the most challenging recruitment and retention period in modern history. The president has instead made it a point to expel American soldiers who have refused to take the COVID-19 vaccination due to sincerely held religious beliefs. These brave members of our armed services deserve our undivided support and full backing as they stand up for their religious freedoms. Recently, I had the honor of meeting with Israel's ambassador to the United States, Michael Herzog, in my office. I made it clear to the ambassador that he has my unshakable support on behalf of the people of Colorado. As co-chairman of the Israel Allies Caucus, I can say that this support is nationwide. I am fortunate to have congressional colleagues, such as Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, stand with me against President Biden's weak foreign policy in the Middle East and elsewhere. It is vital to us Americans that we do not forget our allies, especially those who value religious liberty as we do ourselves. Religious freedom is a fundamental right given by God and protected under the Constitution. Every individual around the world should enjoy religious liberty through international law, no matter what part of the world we are talking about. Join me in working tirelessly to stand up for religious freedom and liberty here in the U.S. and with our allies and partners around the world, especially Israel. Well, I just want to say thank you, uh, Jeff, and our thanks to Congressman Lamborn. We invited him to speak tonight in his official capacity, so I just needed to say that. And uh, I would like to take just a few minutes uh, here to uh, recognize those among us who have served our nation. And uh, I want to ask, first off, do we have any active duty United States military personnel among us or any veterans of the United States Armed Forces? All right, we got some veterans. Would you, would you men and women stand for us for just a minute? Praise the Lord. Thank you so much for your service, guys, ladies. I also want to acknowledge any first responders that we have tonight. Do we have any fire or police or law enforcement personnel here tonight? You guys stand, would you please? Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, well, praise the Lord.